Okay, we all had a day. We can kind of get over it. The weird Harbaugh thing is over. It's in the past. Kevin O'Connell is our guy now. He is actually going to be our head coach. So let's take a look at it. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, in the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. Shows on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. Today's episode is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents off per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. And thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. Talking about all about coaches today. We're going to be talking about coaches for a little while here as we uh, get our heads wrapped around Kevin O'Connell and who Kevin O'Connell is. You probably don't know all that much about the guy, right? Like he's relatively new to the scene. You probably know that he was Kirk Cousins' quarterbacks coach for a while, that he works with McVay, that he's people call him Tall McVay, and that's kind of the point of him, that he was an offensive guy, quarterbacks guy. It's probably what you know about him, but there's a lot more depth to the guy. And we can look and find uh, more about scheme he prefers and his philosophies and stuff maybe even speculate a little bit about if he'll keep Kirk Cousins. So, which is of course going to be like the biggest question, right? Um, so we'll talk about that before we get on into all of that though, quick update on the staff. Now we did, gosh, three, four weeks ago, I did an episode. We talked about the assistants who would stay, who should go. Um, and we're getting some of those answers already because a lot of assistants are leaving for other jobs. They're leaving because they are allowed to leave. These are all lateral moves, lateral-ish, or maybe even demotions, that if the Vikings wanted, they could have blocked, and they've elected not to. The reporting is that they're doing this to, you know, do right by the guys, right? Because right now, they probably don't know, like the assistants probably don't know if they are going to keep their jobs when Kevin O'Connell comes to town, and it's unlikely that they do. Typically, when a new head coach comes in, they clear out the staff, they bring in all their own hires. Um, and you know, every once in a while, there's somebody that survives, you know, people on the, like the lower, lower rungs, the QC coaches and the assistants that are all doing grunt work. The, the coaches don't really need to bring in their own grunt work, guys. Um, and then every once in a while, there's an Andre Patterson that people just want to keep. But by and large, these guys are probably going to get fired when Kevin O'Connell comes to town. So they're being kind of allowed to leave Gatuto Phil, whatever, whatever jobs, um, you know, whoever will take them. So of those that have left officially, Clint Kubiak took a passing game coordinator slash coordinator quarterbacks coach job in Denver. Um, Phil Rauscher took an offensive line coach job over in Buffalo or is expected to, I think. I don't think that's official yet, but that's going to happen. Um, Andrew Janoko took a quarterback's job with the Bears. And Ryan Ficken is now the special teams coordinator for the Chargers, which is the most cursed coaching position in all of sports. But I like Ryan Ficken a lot. I think he could do well there. I'm happy for them. Um, so those coaches have left. I, I A couple of those guys I wanted to keep around. Um, but it is typical that when the staff gets cleared, the staff gets cleared. Um, so we'll, we'll see who Kevin O'Connell brings in. We'll talk about it when those come. Um, here's the deal about it. These guys are being allowed to leave probably because Kevin O'Connell did not intend to hire them. If Kevin and, and like the Vikings know who Kevin O'Connell wants to hire, we don't as fans and we're going to release that. But part of the interview process is saying, and also who's your staff going to be? Like, that's part of the thing that they spend all that nine hours talking about or four or five hours because they had to rush it because they were in L.A. for the for Kevin O'Connell's um, 
that's one of the, the things on the docket that you have to talk about and figure out. Who are you going to hire? Who do you intend to hire? And probably, whether or not it's against the rules or there's a tampering or anything like that, those guys all probably know <laughs> that, they are, that the Vikings intend to hire them. It's not something you exactly blindside somebody with. And they all probably have, you know, whatever connections with, with Kevin O'Connell. It sounds like from uh, Jordan Rodrigue, who covers the Rams beat for The Athletic, um, it sounds like they might poach a lot from the Rams um, and a lot from the Chargers, from the Staley staff. That was what her report was. Um, so we'll, we'll maybe see some of that. Um, maybe we'll see, there's one name somebody threw out named, uh, Liam Cohen. He coaches at Kentucky right now, but he was a McVay guy too, with Kevin O'Connell a lot around the place. So that's a name that might make sense. We'll, we'll cover all that when it gets there. Um, so I don't know who the staff's going to be, but at least at those positions at, you know, offensive coordinator, O-line coach, quarterbacks, coach, all that stuff, it's going to be different. And, uh, I'm excited to, to break all those people down. But before we get to the staff, we got to get to Kevin O'Connell himself and really think, about who this guy is, what kind of team he wants to build, and um, we'll, we'll get into some scheme and some X's and O's as well. Yesterday, I had planned, because I thought Jim Harbaugh was going to be the coach, I had planned to basically do this show, but with Harbaugh. Um, and I actually had an article that went out before <laughs> Jim Harbaugh was actually officially hired, so you could go read that if you're interested in it. But um, basically, we're going to do that. What kind of team are we going to be? Who? What's the identity going to be? You know, what what kind of Vikings are we going to be looking at? So when we talk about Kevin O'Connell, here's the thing that the context that really, um, I think, informs a lot of the way that he approaches the game is that he played quarterback and he, by his own admission, was not a very good quarterback. Third round pick, never made it right. Backed up guys for a few years, mostly backed up Brady and Mark Sanchez. Um, so he actually talks a lot about what he learned from watching Tom Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. Um, and he talks about what he learned in the Jets with uh, Mark Sanchez. I believe he was there during their Rex Ryan good years when they went to the AFC championships. I think he was a backup quarterback for those teams. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then after that, he took a couple low level jobs and his first real, um, like passing game coordinator job was with Washington under Jay Gruden. And then he had that for a few years and then Jay Gruden got fired and he will talk about it. He lost the, uh, opportunity to take the offensive coordinator job when Ron Rivera showed up. He actually could have gotten that job. He lost it to Scott Turner, ends up with McVay instead. That's his career trajectory. So we're going to talk about what all that means and the things he kind of learned along the way. And then we can use that to piece together what we can anticipate would be what the Vikings look like. And we can also make, I think, a reasonable educated guess on whether or not that's going to include Kirk Cousins. So we're going to talk about all of that. Let me talk to you about my new favorite app. It's GetUpside. You can use promo code TOUCHDOWN with the free GetUpside app. It's at the App Store, Google Play, and it will tell you gas stations where you can get cash back. How cool is that? Just cash back for filling up at the right gas station. It'll tell you which ones are participating. Take a picture of your receipt, upload it to the app. Takes like a day or two to process, and then... Money just shows up in your account and you can deposit that money however you want. Uh, Amazon gift card, e-gift e card of any sort like Google Play or whatever. And then uh, if you would rather, you can just direct deposit it straight into your bank. And that's it. No catch. It just rules. So go get the GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN up to 25 cents a gallon, maybe even more on your first tank. 25 cents a gallon cash back at the pump just for using promo code TOUCHDOWN when you sign up with the GetUpside app. What are you going to do? 
with all that extra cash? Why don't you gramble with it? That is where BetOnline comes in. BetOnline.net is your one-stop shop for all things Gramblin'. And yeah, they're a .net now, so go check that out. Right now is one of my favorite Gramblin' events in the world. It is uh, the Super Bowl prop bets, because the prop bets get weird. And it's like, how long is the national anthem going to be? And will there be a shorter touchdown drive? And I love that kind of thing. Or, you know, how many celebrity cameos will be shown during the halftime show? Will they cut away to Alex Rodriguez? Crazy stuff like that. I love betting on that stupid stuff. It is absolutely my style. But if you just want to bet on the over-under, the spread, prop bets, you can build your own prop bets, or you can use their live betting apparatus, which is all redesigned and schwanky. That rules as well. Basketball, baseball, hockey, football, golf, tennis, MMA, UFC, whatever you want, you can find it at betonline.net. And enter promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you can a 50% welcome bonus. That means 50% of your first deposit matched plopped right into your account as extra free play money. So head on over to betonline.net, enter promo code locked on to get some free gambling money, and then go gamble with it. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day. Cool announcement before we get to the uh, Kevin O'Connell stuff. Next week is probably going to be one of the coolest weeks in the history of Lockdown Vikings because yours truly is going to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's in L.A. I live in L.A., so they're letting me go tag along and be a part of the their uh, Locked On booth at Radio Row in the Super Bowl. So we're going to get interviews and stuff. It's going to be super sick. Of course, Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams will be there as well. Those are going to be must-listens this week. They're going to get so much cool content on those two shows, depending on who you're rooting for or whatever. Go check out those shows. Go be a Bengals fan. Be a Rams fan for a week. I won't be mad at you for cheating on me. Just make sure that I'm your first listen, you know. So I want to start with his playing days because he did learn a little bit in his playing days that he still kind of draws upon. Um, and he learned about, I think, I think this is where he gets his idea that rhythm is really important for a quarterback and, and Kevin O'Connell's whole outlook on football centers around the quarterback. And you probably agree with that, right? Quarterback's the most important position, but if I, if you were to turn it into a critique, you would say, you know, if it's three years from now and Kevin O'Connell didn't work out, we would probably be saying, yeah, he focused too much on the quarterback and he forgot that it was a team game. Um, that's like the, the bad version outcome of of that particular trait but he is very very quarterback centric and i do think like in in the abstract it's pretty hard to argue with that because the quarterback's the quarterback right especially coming off of mike zimmer who the offense entirely felt ignored and like famously didn't have a relationship with Kirk cousins and all that so yeah it feels like a kind of a reversal from that a guy who will have a relationship with the quarterback um and he kind of says like look 90 percent of play calling is making the quarterback comfortable. And if the quarterback is comfortable and able to do what we've asked him to do, so long as nobody else messes up colossally, you're going to have a good offense. You know, so long as you don't have like a, a drop or something that's so bad it ruins the whole play on its own, you are going to have a good offense if the quarterback is playing well. Um, and that, like that's his his philosophy of managing the quarterback. And as pass game coordinator, as offensive coordinator, as um, or as a quarterback's coach, he has very often had the responsibility of working with the quarterback to make sure that the coach's vision, be it the head coach or his own vision, um, whoever's responsible for the offense, that that person's vision is properly executed by the quarterback. And to do that, it's a lot more than just teaching and making sure that the guy like understands the concepts. A big thing for him is getting comfortable, getting in rhythm. You hear that all the time. You got to get the quarterback in rhythm. And he says, you know, it's not about like rookies. It's uh, he says Hall of Famers. He's probably talking about Brady when he says this. Hall of Famers need to get in rhythm too. 
Um, and I would bet that if you looked at any given Tom Brady game and you looked at the first few throws, probably most of them are more routine concepts that are he's you know things he's very used to, things that can get some completions. And look, the, the cadence of a football game is something, it's a rhythm that you kind of have to get into. The, the, the cadence of just like huddle up, get there, pre-snap read, snap, post-snap read, throw the ball get back up up to the line of scrimmage, huddle, blah, 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 do all that in 40 seconds. It's it's very rhythmic. And getting used to that rhythm, if you are feeling it, right, it, it, this is all very intangible and difficult to measure. So if you don't believe in it, you don't believe in it. Um, but it makes sense. You know, if you ever experienced flow, and, and this is a psychological con- concept, by the way, flow is a psychological concept, which is the idea. I mean, if you've ever experienced this where you're really into a task and suddenly you look up 45 minutes have gone by, you've done two hours worth of work and you just were like super in zone, that kind of thing is what you're trying to achieve on purpose. And those rhythmic throws are, are, are worth it. And he says like, look, quarterbacks in rhythm, it's so hard to stop an offense where the quarterback's just seeing it and feeling it and understands what you're doing and, you know, ha- understands what the defense is doing and understands kind of what the, the, the strategy is. It's really hard to stop an offense. He gets really excited about that. Um, that rhythm thing is really important to him. And then he got his first uh, coaching jobs. He had a couple of low-level jobs where he kind of bounced around, but where I'm going to start is in Washington, where he was quarterback's coach, and then he got promoted to passing game coordinator and then offensive coordinator. And that offensive coordinator year was 2019. And that year was very, very interesting because that was the year that Jay, Jay Gruden got fired and there was an interim setup. And in that interim setup, the passing offense became uh, Kevin O'Connell's. Jay Gruden was a passing game guy. So when he was pass game coordinator, when O'Connell was pass game coordinator, really it was similar to his job with McVay right now, where he was kind of putting together a menu and giving it to the head coach and saying, here you go, here's your tools to pick from, good luck on game day. Um, and he would have a different responsibility on game day, usually being a liaison with the quarterback. In that stint of 2019, the passing game was his, but there was conflict there. And stop me if this sounds familiar, Bill Callahan wanted to run the ball. <laughs> so there, there was conflict in that. Um, but the way that O'Connell wanted to set up his passing game and couldn't in Washington actually sheds some light on how he will do it here in Minnesota when he has the full control to do it the way he wants to do it. He couldn't do it that way in Washington, but by proxy, that tells us what he did want to do. So it's important to investigate that and then talk a little bit about LA. And then if we have time, we'll talk about Kirk. Otherwise, I'll make that a full episode. So first, real quick word on Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It is absolutely delicious. It'll make you feel like you're having a cheat day. Look, it's early February. It's beginning of the year. We all want to be doing good. Uh, reach for a Built Bar when you have that late night chocolate craving. It'll totally satisfy it. And eventually you're going to crave Built Bars themselves, but they've got like 130 calories, like four grams of sugar, four carbs, net carbs, and then like 17 grams of protein. Um, so they work after a workout as well. Or if you just want a guilty treat that you don't have to feel guilty about, head on over to built.com. You can get all sorts of delicious flavors, salted caramel, cherry, cookies and cream, chocolate, peanut butter, all sorts of awesome stuff covered in a hundred percent chocolate. That is at built.com. Enter promo code locked 15, L O C K E D one five, all one word to get 15% off of your order. All right, let's break down this Washington conflict. It was very interesting because it was very telling about Kevin O'Connell if if you read it from his perspective. But it was very similar to conflicts we've had here in Minnesota, like between John DeFilippo and Mike Zimmer. And I actually think the conflict is takes about the same texture because Kevin O'Connell wants to use passes to set up passes. 
Um, he wants to use, you know, short passes as an extension of the run game as, okay, this is supposed to be a gimme four yards. And, and a lot of coaches view the run game as that, that it does two things. A, it's a gimme four yards or gimme three yards or whatever yards that play you think, you know, gets on average. It's a gimme that many. And it also sets something up. If you run up the gut a whole bunch, linebackers are going to tri trigger downhill more often. And then when they start triggering downhill, you can hit them over the top. Um, or uh, more, that that's an older way. Or the more modern version of this is if you run outside outside zone to the right and then you get linebackers flowing to the right, you can boot out to the left. And that one's actually supported by the analytics. Um, the outside zone play action bootleg combo is like the thing in the NFL right now. So that's a way to kind of use the run to set up the pass, right? Or vice versa, use the pass to set up the run. If they're super worried about a bootleg, they're going to keep a defensive end kind of keyed in on the quarterback, and then that's going to open a cutback lane over there, and the uh, the the running back can maybe cut back and, and gash them that way. Actually, the Rams make very, very good use of that right now. Um, so that's part of it, and he's like a wide zone guy, and we're all very used to that. But using passes to set up passes is much more of a West Coast spread thing. And I think that's what he liked a little bit more. Remember, his real exposure to, to professional football was, his first one was like the Jets and Patriots in the late 2000s, the Josh McDaniels offenses. And that was a West Coast team. Brady's a West Coast quarterback. So that was kind of his first exposure. And those concepts are still very much there. And if you think about it, if you can do something like, you know, stick routes or something like there's a concept called Hank, that's a big staple for the Vikings the last couple of years. And Hank, I call it curl flat a lot. I'm going to try to call it Hank because that's a more appropriate football term. But it's a curl and a flat, right? You have um, somebody run a curl, somebody run out to the flat, and usually there's going to be a defender that's in conflict or something like that. Or if it's man coverage, that curl route will look pretty good. And, you know, you hit somebody right on the dot there, they get tackled right there, but it's a very quick few yards and it'll change the way that a defender plays. If you have somebody going out to the flat a lot, eventually a linebacker is going to follow that guy out to the flat, and then you can run a slant and, and throw it to where he vacated if you sequence those things properly. That's kind of what Clint Kubiak tried to do. I don't think he was very good at it, but that is the West Coast way. Go trace it all the way back to Bill Walsh and Jerry Burns before him. You know, that's the West Coast way. Um, bring a defender over that way and then throw a defender and then, you know, throw to wherever that guy vacated, whether you're using the run to lure him a certain direction or the pass to lure him a certain direction. I guess that's the topic of debate for Kevin O'Connell. He would much rather use short passes as an extension of the run game, which probably means you're going to have more uh, passes in your run pass ratio. I'm sure that's going to make a lot of people happy. Um, but the, the real purpose of it isn't that it's, um, you know, setup plays. They're, they're all just setup plays for the real big thing that's going to come a little later. The problem in Washington is that Bill Callahan wanted to use the run as the setup plays. He wanted to run with Adrian Peterson, who was in Washington that year, and those were the setup plays. So Kevin O'Connell's big passing concepts never really got to come to light because he never got to set them up because when it was a down where you're going to do a setup play, they were going to run the ball. And so he had really struggled to work in that confine and there's some kind of scuttlebutt that that those two guys don't really like each other now. So what's interesting about that is that there's not a lot of play action in that. Um, and the, the play action pass, because you're not you really using runs to set up the pass, you don't need to fake a run to cash it out. So the pass concept that that, you know, cashes in on the setup that you did can be a straight drop back that doesn't have to do a fake handoff. And when Ron Rivera took over Washington in 2020, he kind of said, you know what, 
I would rather have a guy that uses play action and hired Scott Turner instead. Now, there was also some previous familiarity, maybe some cronyism going on there. Um, but I digress. Either way, that's what kind of leads Kevin O'Connell away from Washington and over toward McVeigh, which is a very interesting hire, right? Because McVeigh's like the play action dude, and then he hired the non-play action guy. Um, but under McVeigh, I think things will evolve a little bit. A, you probably get a little more experience with play action, right? But I'm going to guess Kevin O'Connell's not going to be a play action guy. I mean, he really wanted to be the other thing, and he worked under the confines of McVeigh. And McVeigh's play action percentage over the last couple of years has, I think it's declined, if if I'm if I remember right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but now his job with McVeigh is basically master tactician and then also liaison to the quarterback. So what I think I can anticipate is um, probably some outside zone bootleg stuff. And I think there will be a bucket there that's that's outside zone bootleg concepts, right? Sometimes you hand it off, sometimes you don't. It's a concept. Um, and then you're going to have some spread concepts and some West Coast concepts. And it's going to be a lot more drop back pass. I think it's going to be a lot more shotgun. Um, and uh, it's going to be very close. It's going to scare you. But I think it's going to be very close to like the DeFilippo offense. But hopefully in a nurtured way that can actually work. Another big thing for him, and he learned this from Josh McDaniels, he said, you know, 80% of being an offensive guy is making the quarterback feel protected. So I think the um, emphasis on on O-line and protection that people have been craving, I think Kevin O'Connell is going to bring that and, and really care about it. Will they execute it? Will they draft the right guys? Will these guys not suck? That, of course, remains to be seen. Easier said than done, right? But something that he cares about. Um, let's talk quick about Kirk Cousins. Here's the deal. When you listen to Kevin O'Connell talk, he sounds a lot like Kirk Cousins. I think they have really similar philosophies on things. You know, there's a lot of, look, avoid negative plays. You know, one, he says, one thing I learned in the, in the league is a lot of games are lost before they could even be won. And so you got to avoid those negative plays. And he's talking about, like, not putting your guy in a position to make a negative play. You want to make it so that your play is designed so that there isn't a, a way for it to get baited into an interception, Right. Um, and, and avoiding those mistakes. So he puts a lot of effort into avoiding negative plays. And he says, you know, that's not being conservative. That's just like a way to approach the thing. So he has this very Kirk Cousins-y outlook on things that's very much about living to fight another day. That's the way I've always described the way Kirk Cousins approaches the game is, hey, you know, if things are looking a little dicey, find a way to get out of it and live to fight another day. And I, and I, it seems like he would really agree with that principle. Of course, there is the big elephant in the room. He worked with Cousins. He was the quarterback's coach in 2017 in Washington where Kirk Cousins was the quarterback. So they have worked together. So whatever happens to Kirk Cousins, it really comes on some good authority. But here's the deal. It seems like they align on a lot of things. They both approach preparation the same way. They're both very detailed, meticulous note takers and, and see a lot of value in that. And they both really believe in the quarterback being an extension of the coach. Um, that's a really big thing for Kevin O'Connell. It's a really big thing for Kirk Cousins, who wants to be an extension of the coach. I want you to tell me what your play is, and I want to be able to perfectly execute it the way you envisioned it in your brain. Just let me be your paintbrush. Um, and, and they both really believe in that. So they just, they align on a lot of things, and they've worked together before. It's very difficult for me to see him saying, eh, no, I don't actually like working with this guy that thinks exactly like me at all, all of the things. And everything he is about is nurturing the quarterback and being, having a good relationship with the quarterback. So Kirk Cousins might just be his guy. It might just be a guy that he really believes in and, and, and would go with. And if you're a fan of Kirk Cousins, that should really excite you. 
Um, there have been some conflicting reports from various beat reporters. Some people say they, their guess would be that he's traded. Some is that their guess is that he will be extended. But it seems like everybody's really careful to say, but but that's just me speculating and guessing and me just kind of reading people in the situation. I don't actually know what's going to happen. It's just kind of the vibe I get. So it's all very wishy-washy and caveated. So I don't think right now we really have a sense for which way it's going to go. We just have to wait and see what happens in March. But whatever does happen in March, that's Kevin O'Connell's vision. And Kevin O'Connell's vision was made aware, uh, was, was, you know, Quasi was made aware of Kevin O'Connell's vision before making the decision to hire Kevin O'Connell and the ownership group and stuff like that. They all knew what he thought about Kirk Cousins, whether it's positive or negative, they chose it. So whatever happens here happens, I think, as a unified Vikings are saying, this is our decision and we're going forward with it, whichever one it is. And I'll be really interested in it. I'll go way, way deeper in it another day when we're closer to that decision. Um, but for now, my guess would be that hiring Kevin O'Connell is a lean into Kirk Cousins in terms of the way he approaches offense, in terms of the way he approaches trying to work with his offensive staff and his coaches from a scheme angle and stuff like that. It just seems like if you were to generate a quarter, a coach in a lab that is perfect for what Kirk Cousins wants a football team to be, it is Kevin O'Connell. Um, of course, you know my thoughts about that, but I'm not going to inundate you with them. Um, that's what it is. It seems like this is a Kirk Cousins hire. If it's not, if I'm wrong, great. We'll talk about who the new quarterback is or who the new quarterback could be. Could, should be a really fun thing to cover, to be honest with you. But from where I'm sitting, the way I research, it really seems like Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell would work well together. Do they? I don't know. You'll have to ask somebody with actual sources inside the organization or somebody on the beat. But from where I'm standing, from what I could research, seems really compatible. So next week's going to be weird. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of interviews and stuff, but we'll talk about all the news. We'll talk about things. We'll kind of play it as we go. But I'm really excited to bring you what I can do from the Super Bowl. So check that out. Check out the Locked On Bets podcast as well with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They're doing a great job keeping your grambles straight. I will see you all next week. And as always, skull.